All right, let's go back to our house and see if we had any calls during the break on the Spring Live Drive. Welcome back to the Spring Live Drive here on your Real Presence Radio Network. Um, I'm one of your hosts, Michael Wild. I'm here with Peter Martin, and we're coming to you live from the Co-Cathedral of St. John the Evangelist School at, um, here in the middle school. And, um, you know, the, the intro said, let's see if we had any calls during the break. I don't have any to report on, but I better by the time I get this, uh, this prayer done. How about that? Somebody can call in. We have a student that is from here. Lauren, good morning. Welcome. Um, here for, you are a student here at the Co Cathedral of St. John the Evangelist School, correct? Mm-hmm. What grade are you in, Lauren? Sixth grade. Sixth grade. If you could grab that microphone a little bit closer to your mouth, that's great. Um, And you have a prayer to offer with us? Yep. Excellent. What prayer would you like to pray with us? We we don't need a name for it. We could just jump into it and say a prayer. Thank you so much, Lauren. We're ready for you. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. We're taking a moment for the Holy Spirit to come and help this young sixth grader, Lauren. Um, and she's going to... Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy, Holy Mary, Mary, Mother, Mother of God, God pray, pray for us sinners, sinners now and at the hour of our death. death. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Lauren. Thanks for being here and taking some time out. I'm sure, I mean, school is just getting started. We heard the morning announcements during the break. So thank you for being a part of this, and thanks for being a student here. You have a great day, Lauren. What a great start to this hour. We're running the second day of the Spring Live Drive for Real Presence Radio. I'm Peter Martin. We're here at the Co-Cathedral in Rochester at the Middle School. We started out with Lauren, our sixth grader, offering a wonderful prayer of the Hail Mary. She was nervous, as was I this morning, and uh, we're getting through it. The Holy Spirit is with us, and so are our listeners. We're grateful to have all of you listening in. We're asking for you to offer gifts to continue the great work of evangelizations through Real Presence Radio. We have had very many challenge gifts come in, and these challenge gifts are given so that people will say, you know, it's time for me to make a gift. So over $7,500 have come in, and people are requesting that others match their gifts. We had an anonymous gift come in from Fortuna, North Dakota. Greg and Allison of Galesburg gave a gift in memory of Allison's parents. And Pete and Pam from East Grand Forks offer their gift in Thanksgiving for Real Presence Radio, as well as another anonymous gift coming in from Minot. We had Paul and Judy from Rochester give a challenge gift. Again, these gifts are given in a way to say, listen, I appreciate Real Presence Radio, and I know you're listening. I hope that you'll feel challenged to give a gift to continue this wonderful broadcasting. The anonymous gift from Dickinson came in in honor of Bishop Kagan and all the priests of the Diocese of Bismarck. 
as well as one from Barry and Paula right here in Rochester offering their gift and an another an another anonymous gift. I never realized that. Another anonymous, another anonymous <laughs> gift um, from someone in Bismarck. So we thank all these folks who, who, through their generosity, make this network happen. And we want you to join the team. We want you to be a part of this and give your donation, 877 795 877-795-0122. We're joined with a guest this morning, and uh, again, our our community is rich in so many ways, and uh, we have the honor of having um, Mr. Matt Langsdale uh, here with us. And uh, Matt, good morning. How good morning. are you today, sir? Great. How are you? I'm blessed. Glad to be here. So... Go ahead, Peter. Go ahead. Would you oh. <laughs> mind introducing yourself? I know you're the principal here at the Co-Cathedral, and we're grateful that you allowed us to host our show from here, and we're grateful that you share some time with us. So just for the listeners, give us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, you bet. Uh, my name is Matt Langsdale, obviously, uh, the principal here at the Co-Cathedral of St. John the Evangelist Middle School. This is my sixth year here as the principal. Uh, had other teaching and principal and administrative roles before this. Um, Originally from the Twin Cities area, I grew up going to a Catholic school, um, St. Vincent de Paul School. And uh, at the time it was in Osseo, now it's in Brooklyn Park, Minnesota. Um, my children have been uh, students in the Rochester Catholic Schools for going on 15 years now. And um, we've just been very blessed to be a part of this uh, Rochester Catholic Schools community. Wonderful. And it is an amazing community. Uh, the, the activity, the involvement, the the interconnectedness among folks that are apart, whether it's at Holy Spirit or here or um, over at um, the, I'm thinking of the school, St. Francis, um, you know, I mean, and, and throughout the whole community at every stage of education. Um, and how many students are enrolled here at uh, at the middle school or at the, at the, yeah, the middle school and in the entire program? So here at the middle school uh, in grades six, six through eight, we have um, give or take 190 students here. Okay. Um, and that uh, number looks to continue next year. So we have 190 students enrolled for next year as well. System-wide, there's uh, over 1,300 students between the five campuses. Outstanding. And um, you mentioned that you've had other roles, um, but what kind of happened in your life that you said you started off in Catholic school, your own life, but was there a particular moment, Matt, that made you think, Education is for me, and education administration is for me, uh, and, and, and Catholic education in particular. Yeah, you bet. So um, growing up, um, I, I don't, <laughs> I'll be honest, I wasn't a stellar student when I was growing up, and my dad was always trying to influence me into going in edu- into education. So um, I started off in special education. Um, I, uh, my dad was uh, had a physical disability, um, so he was quadriplegic, and so it just kind of it was just kind of natural for me. I just started working with um, uh, being around adults with with physical impairments. I started working with students with physical impairments, and I just uh, it was just a natural fit for me. And then. Um, Throughout the years, I uh, kept going to school, getting a, a master's degree, and then a, a administrative license. And um, I just wanted to be able to do more, so sure. I work with uh, um, all of the students now instead of just the ones that are just in my specific classroom. 
Outstanding. And what a gift it is. I, I mean, I, I, so often we overlook the importance of quality education and and what those educators do. I know some people, I, I can picture um, some friends of mine saying, no, we don't overlook that, that importance. Of course, it's, it's paramount. And yet um, there are many people in our world who take it for granted. What's one of the unique factors about um, being able to operate a school in a, a Catholic school? Well, I mean, there's there's so many differences. I was in public education before I was um, in Catholic education. Um, there's even just starting the, the day with prayer, as we do every morning. Uh, we start every, uh, every class with prayer. So being able to talk about God, being able to... Um, when we have, um, we don't call it winter break, we call it Christmas break. Right. Because we're taking time away um, to celebrate Christmas, and which is, um, you know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't call it that in the public schools. Um, and then we get to celebrate Easter. We talk about um, Easter Monday, you know, where you have living, we do the rosary here at school. We have um, students that started their own uh, rosary prayer group. So and they give up their recess wow. three days a week and come into this actual room here and they do uh, they do a rosary with oh, each other. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. And then that, that group of students actually led the living rosary last week for our students um, during our May crowning. So um, just being able to share our faith and, and um, with each other, people that are Catholic, and we, we have a lot of students here that are not Catholic. And so just sure. getting to share um, share our faith with students that aren't Catholic as well is, is, is just a gift to all of us. That's beautiful. Thank you, Matt, for sharing. That's a wonderful way that we share our faith with others. Real Presence Radio is here for that very purpose, to share the truth of Jesus Christ to those who are listening. We ask for those listening to call in now, one eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. Peter Martin here with Michael Wild and the principal of the Co-Cathedral Middle School, St. John the Evangelist. Uh, Matt Langsdale. So we're so grateful that you took the opportunity to come on with us. And as you shared, the the mission of the school is to share the joy. Obviously, your students have it. Today in our gospel, Jesus said, I have told you this so that my joy might be in you and your joy might be complete. And just from the very moment that we got here this morning, it's very obvious that this school emanates that joy, and we have you to thank as the principal. You lead with that. What What do you say is your greatest joy of being principal of sixth through eighth graders? Uh, I mean, I I enjoy this this age group. It's a interesting time, the transition from elementary um, into the secondary school. It's it's. Um, I like seeing that transformation of the kids. Um, sixth grade is a tough year for a lot of kids because the expectations get a little higher and then they just keep growing. So watching the students grow, getting to know them. I, I do enjoy the fact that a school of 190 students, I get to know every student. That's I get wonderful. to know their the um, their faces, their names. I mm. mean, I can tell you the name of every student in this building. Mm. I can tell you the names of their parents. It's, mm-hmm. it's a really, really, um, it's a really nice community to be a part of. Um, and it truly is a community. You can see it in everything that we do. Um, there was a we had a funeral for a student yesterday that passed away, but mm-hmm. um, it was a tragic, tragic mm-hmm. um, thing. But you could see the community rally, mm-hmm. and it was just a, a, a wonderful thing to see that um, 
they're truly blessed to be a part of. Yeah. And, you know, we were already so quickly into this time and wrapping up things. Um, and you can rally with Matt and with the community here at, um, at, at the Co-Cathedral St. John the Evangelist Middle School and the Rochester Catholic Schools as a whole, but really with this Real Presence Radio Network. And we need you to be a part of it. 877-795-0122, just like Debbie in Lake Park, Minnesota, who came in at that guardian angel level. Um, she She's offering her gift in loving memory of her husband, Dale. And what a beautiful donation that is. And uh, your donation can be beautiful, too. Um, Matt, as we are already ready to wrap up our time here, any last thoughts that you have as far as evangelization or, or thoughts that we should share with our listeners? Well, I would say... Um Catholic education is a, a passion of mine, obviously, or I wouldn't be here doing it. Um, and when they talk about Catholic education, um, here specifically in the Rochester Catholic Schools, we talk about the spiritual, social, emotional, and academic growth of all mm-hmm. students. And in my opinion, it's in that order. You know, the academics, uh, there's the spiritual, social, emotional, and academic. So we're trying to um, help develop the whole child here to become um, very positive members of our community. So the academics come along with all of that character development. Outstanding. Beautiful. Well, thank you for your witness to us and for being a part of this. And thanks for your time here on the Real Presence Radio Network Live Drive. We've got to get your calls in because we've got a slow start to this hour, but we've got Bishop Robert Barron coming up next. Please give a call in for your donation, 877-795-0122. 877-795-0122. Heading back to your Spring Live Drive. Now, here are your hosts. Good morning. This is Peter Martin and Michael Wilde coming to you from the Co-Cathedral in Rochester, Minnesota. We're at the middle school, the Co-Cathedral of St. John the Evangelist. We're here with Bishop Robert Barron, the, the new bishop of the Diocese of Winona, Rochester. You've been here, Bishop, for about 10 months now coming up here. And we're blessed to have you, of course, and we're grateful to have you here the reason that we're here today is to raise money for Real Presence Radio. You can call in and make your donation at 877-795-0122. I know many of you are anxious to hear from Bishop Robert Barron, so we'll let him briefly introduce himself. Welcome, Bishop. Thank you, gentlemen. Good to be with you. And uh, yeah, it's hard to believe it's almost a year. Uh, I first came here June the 2nd. That's when we had the you know, press conference when I was announced as bishop. So that's almost exactly a year ago. And I came right here around the corner that's right. from where we're sitting. And I knew almost nothing about this diocese at that point. But, you know, I'm very grateful to be here. It's been a, a wonderful year. Survived my first Minnesota winter. <laughs> but I'm a Chicagoan, so it didn't bother me. It right? wasn't so no. bad. You, you're no. used to some it wind. You're used to some snow. Didn't bother me one little bit. Maybe mm. missed a little bit of a lake there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, Your Excellency, when you, when you first came here and you said, you know, you didn't know much about this uh, mm-hmm. diocese, but recently the diocese had this co-cathedral, this, yeah. this Winona Rochester balance. And, you know, tell us a little bit about what it is having kind of one foot in each door. Uh, yeah, it's been interesting. You know, when I got the call from the nuncio and uh, knew I was coming here, one of the very first things I heard was, you know, they're moving the pastoral center from Winona to Rochester. So that was underway. That was un- under serious consideration. Now, when I got here, it was my decision whether we continue with that or not. And pretty soon it became clear to me 
the priests wanted it. The, the uh, all my advisory boards wanted it. Uh, it's the people seemed to be you know fine with it. So I went ahead with this decision. Um, and in fact, we broke ground just what two weeks ago maybe on the new pastoral center, which is about ten minutes from where we're sitting. So we'll be here in Rochester. I, I've been going back and forth between Winona and Rochester this past year. So I just I was there yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been you know a little bit of a, a balance. It, we do indeed have two C cities, and that will continue. The, the pastoral center, so the, the offices for the diocese will be up here in Rochester, but still, it's the diocese of Winona, Rochester. My principal cathedral remains in, in Winona. This is the co-cathedral here. So, you know, I think it's it's just a good thing as we move forward. Wonderful. And, and that's one of the great things about Catholic Radio, too, is people get to understand and hear your personal perspective mm-hmm. as a bishop and each of the bishops throughout the Real Presence Radio network we get to hear a little bit about what's going on um and uh and you guys go from wyoming all the way to here and duluth superior wisconsin uh, and and so that's terrific range yeah it really has great i mean right now we've got 16 stations 27 signals great and uh, it covers about two and a half million people uh, throughout that this that's marvelous it's marvelous evangelical tool and when we talk about those tools and balancing things, you've done a little bit of juggling yourself. Uh, people, <laughs> yeah. Many people, I first was introduced to, to your work, um, honestly, many people say through the Catholicism series, which yeah. is very well known. But for me, it was actually a YouTube video that you had done about the movie World War Z. Yeah, which, oh, in gosh. my life, I had stayed yeah. away from zombie movies. <laughs> the zombie, but it was an interesting movie, though. Yes, yeah. and, and it wasn't until you had talked about it and how it's kind of like we, we seek to find God in everything um and and that's innate in us as as human beings and you shared that and i thought maybe i should give this movie a watch and i think there were some spoilers (laughs) in that and anybody who wants to watch that on youtube it's like a 10 minute video but how do you balance the word on fire ministry right um supporting this apostolate or or uh, having other things that are in there and your day-to-day work you know, I'll go back to, I remember it very vividly, the day I was appointed as rector of Mundelein Seminary. So I was priest of Chicago, teaching at the seminary. I'd begun the Word on Fire work mm-hmm. under the aegis of Cardinal George, who was mm-hmm. a great supporter of it. We had an office in Skokie, outside Chicago. And he came to the office that day to thank our team for doing the Catholicism series. So we had Mass, we had a nice lunch with him, and then he said to me, uh, could I talk to you afterwards? <laughs> and so uh, what he said to me was, I want you to be rector of the seminary, which was a great surprise to me at the time. And I remember I said to him, well, wh- what about all this? And I gestured toward the office. And he said, and I quote, you'll figure it out. And <laughs> I know that sounds kind of flip, but it was, it was very important because he didn't say, oh, yeah, this all has to go. You know, you'll figure it out. And, and I did figure it out, because mm-hmm. we, we had a team in place there. It was smaller in those days. Now it's about 65 people mm-hmm. in Chicago, Dallas, here in Rochester, and then some freelancers. They do a lot of it. You know? mm-hmm. So people wonder, how, how do I do it? Well, I don't do that much. I mean, they do an awful lot of the practical and the, you know, um, the fundraising side of it and, the, and marketing, all that business. You know, I, I make my contribution to the content, but I've been you know, figuring it out now for the past about 11 years. As rector, then I was out in California. Another curveball thrown at us. You know, now I'm auxiliary bishop of L.A. And well, what about all this? And I thought, well, all right, we got to figure it out. Yeah, and so out. we did. We we got a production uh, studio established out in Santa Barbara, and then we had the offices still in Dallas and Chicago. Then another curveball comes from the <laughs> Pope. You know, hey, you're going to uh, Rochester, Minnesota. 
all right, we got to figure it out, and we did. We just we just built out an, a studio and office here in Rochester. So, over the years, I've been figuring it out. You sure. Know, under the uh, and I, I I invoked him today, almost every day. I pray to Cardinal George, mm-hmm. who was a great hero to me, and now he's a heavenly friend. Mm-hmm. And so, I invoke him all the time. Like you know, Your Eminence, you basically started this thing. So, you know, help us figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. The the thing that I appreciate with the the people that I've met on your Word on Fire staff is that they're all very energetic. Number mm-hmm. one, they definitely are devoted to the mission, and they're very young, which is great to see all these young people who are dedicated to evangelization, and that's why I'm here today hosting with Michael to promote the Spring Live Drive for Real Presence Radio. We're asking you to call in 877-795-0122 and make your donation to continue this great work of evangelization. The great work of Real Presence Radio is done here in our region, and that's the wonderful thing about it is that, you know, I can be speaking to you from Rochester, and you're listening to me in Fargo, and and vice versa. Last night I listened to some priests from uh, Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and it's just wonderful for us to connect in this way, to share the gospel, to share the great mission of the work that we're doing, uh, especially in our region. We've got, Bishop, uh, you you have asked us to run, and we will be running in Mankato, the Eucharistic Congress in on June the 10th, a, a little less than a month away. Uh, it's not too late for you to register for that. The Eucharistic Congress is going to be a wonderful event. We've got a number of speakers, Bishop Barron being one of them, uh, that are coming for the day. We're going to have this in the center of Mankato, more or less the center of our diocese, but it's open to everyone. Registration's available if you go to our website, dowr.org. Bishop, I'll let you talk a little bit about the Congress and what your hopes are and and why people should attend. Super excited about it. It's one of the things when I became bishop that I, I most wanted to do. So we're in the midst of this national Eucharistic revival, and there's going to be the great event next summer for the whole country. There'll be processions, one of which will be going right through our diocese, mm-hmm. through Rochester and Winona. Mm-hmm. Happy about that. But I wanted something specifically in our diocese. Now, we're doing things in the parishes for sure, but I wanted something that would gather the people of this diocese. And we decided on Mankato, as you say, it's right in the middle of things. Uh, one of the challenges we face here in, in our diocese is our size. Right. So end to end it's about a four hour you know drive mm-hmm. so to get people to come from all over you got to put things in the middle mm-hmm. so we did that and i'm very happy to say we are uh in excess now i think of 3700 people mm-hmm. who signed up which would make it they tell me the largest ga- uh, gathering of catholics in the history of this diocese mm-hmm. so very pleased about that and we still have a month to go and and we're shooting for you know even more we can right. take a few more there'll be talks there'll be music there'll be chance there'll be good food all that it's going to culminate in a liturgy, which I'll celebrate, and then we're going to have a procession with the Blessed Sacrament out from the arena into the streets of Mankato, because the idea is now to carry the, the Lord out from this experience Correct. to our mm-hmm. lives and parishes. So very excited about it. June the 10th, as you say, sign up, and it's for anybody. It's, we're, we've opened it up now to anyone that wants to come. Right. It's beautiful that you are doing this. And, and it's so interesting. I mean, and as we think about our Catholic network, um, and again, I, I, it's, it's such a balance for us, too, because we're, we're having this. It's a compelling conversation, but we also need folks to call in um, 877-795-0122. But as we think about this network, one of the priests from within the, the network area up in Kirkston, Minnesota, Father Craig Vosick, is, is importantly involved sure, in, in Washington, right. D.C. Right. Through, with yeah. the Eucharistic Congress too, and so um, on a national level, this this is something that I, 
we're doing here in Mankato, every diocese is called to, and archdiocese is called to be involved yeah. in this truly worldwide re- revival. Is it is it worldwide or national? Well, we're doing it nationally here. You know, so it was the USCCB uh, got this together, and I can say this with some confidence because I was on the. Um, uh, administrative committee. This is some years ago now. I was chair of the evangelization committee. And we had our meeting, and at the very end, it kind of, okay, brothers, anything else on your mind? And I said, well, you know, I just read this Pew Forum study that said 70% of Catholics don't believe in the real presence. And I said, I think this is a real problem. You know, that's, that's, that was it. And after the meeting, about seven of the other, these are all committee chairs on that mm-hmm. committee, they came up to me and said, yeah, I agree. We should do something. That's mm-hmm. how it started. Yeah, so we sure. started meeting. It was during COVID, so it was during, we met by Zoom and started talking about, now, what would this look like? How could we do this? And then by the very end of my time as chair, we had made this proposal for a national revival. And then Bishop Cousins of Crookston has done a marvelous job. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's really run with this idea and beautifully instantiated it. But um, I think it's super important for our church. Sure. It's there you beautiful. go. There's a couple of good reasons for you to call in, 877-795-0122. So Bishop just mentioned that Bishop Cousins is now leading the charge of the revival that Bishop Barron himself initiated. Uh, and and these, are, these are men who are in our diocese, and these are bishops that you get to hear from here on Real Presence Radio. And this is a good reason for you to offer assistance, because obviously the operating costs that are uh, very... Uh, great are giving the voice to over 2.5 million people on 16 different stations throughout our region gives Catholics an opportunity to know their faith, to know about the events that are coming up that will help build their faith, gives them great information about the faith, the great catechesis on the Eucharist in particular during this Eucharistic revival, but just the, the main thing that many of us, myself included, appreciate is that it's all faithful to the magisterium. Right. And, and you know, there, you could call in because you get a baseball shirt or you can call in at the, the different levels to get these gifts that we have. But, um, Bishop, I'd like to hear your take. Why should someone contribute? And is there anyone in particular that you'd challenge out there to contribute to a, an apostolate like Real Presence Radio? How about Elon Musk? Why don't you give us a, <laughs> a billion dollars? No, I'll tell you exactly why. Our parents' generation and before them, gave money for great Catholic institutions and buildings. You know, so we have our churches and our parishes and our seminaries and hospitals because good Catholic people said these are, you know, worthwhile. And indeed, that's where people came to be evangelized. You know, so I was evangelized as a kid in a Catholic school. Mm. The problem now is people aren't coming to our institutions that readily. They're, you know, disaffiliating, staying away. Well, how do we get them? We get them through things like this uh, radio station. That's why I started doing my work, is that we have to reach out to those who have disaffiliated. So I say to people, when I was raising money for the Catholicism series years ago, and I had nothing, and we just had this idea, and I started going to these gatherings and saying, hey, folks, could you help me? But I said to them, our parents and grandparents built structures, but I think the challenge of our time is to reach out using the, the tools we have. So the, the older media, radio and TV, the new media, whatever works. But this is where I think money should be donated today. Because they're not going to come to our institutions. We build all the buildings in the world, but they're not coming. So we have to go get them. And I think this is the way to do it. I said that, in fact, at the um, Synod on Young People. This four years ago. I was there for that. And they were talking a lot about you know parish programs and this and that. I said, 
brothers, they're not coming to our parishes. We have to get them. We have to be thinking in a different way, you know, a more odd extra way, not odd intra. So that's why, end of speech, that's why I think people should <laughs> donate to this kind of uh, work. That's compelling and beautifully said, um, Bishop. And, and really, it, it is so excellent to think about that. I, and, and as you say, the different things, I mean, many of us have heard your voice, not because we've been at Mass yeah, with that's you. that's right but because we've been on YouTube or we've used those yeah. other networks. And, yeah. and as we've heard Mother Angelica or as we've heard um, Father Larry Richards or, or, or the other folks that you get to hear through here, um, all of those come to you through this medium. And, and each voice that, uh, as, as Peter had said, um, each voice that you hear, that voice that comes through to all of us, comes through to in a different way to each listener mm -hmm. everybody hears it their own way and so we want you to be a part of it and now is the, that time it's very compelling to have this conversation and listen with uh, bishop robert Barron. but uh we need your call and we need your support it would be a little bit sad if during this particular hour where we've got kind of maybe one of the better known names in the catholic media on the radio if we don't meet our goal if you could please call in 877-795-0122 to support the folks that have like um, our, our anonymous donor in Crookston at the Guardian Angel level as well as another in Fargo at the Guardian Angel level. We need you to be a part of that. So as we talk about this, Bishop, one of the pre-planned questions that we had with you, and no, it's no surprise to anyone that we planned some of these questions, but I, I thought it was kind of, well, why would we ask that? But I think some people don't know your vocational call. We hear hmm. all of your um, uh, many things that you've taught in the world, yeah. but how did you answer that call first in your life? Yeah, I came from a, a great Catholic family. My parents were, you know, very devoted Catholics, Mass every Sunday, Catholic school, all that. But the turning point for me was uh, I was a freshman in high school at Fenwick High School outside Chicago. And a young Dominican, he's an older man now, I ran into him a few years ago. By the time a young Dominican friar taught us one of Aquinas's arguments for God's existence. And you know, I believed in God, of course. It wasn't a matter of, you know, going from atheism to, I, I believed in God, but... I just found it so fascinating that you could think about God in a serious way. And, you know, I, I'm unique. I, maybe a more intellectual approach. It wouldn't be for everybody. But for some reason, it just it grabbed me at a very deep level. And I'm 14 years old. I didn't even know what to do with this. I mean, I, I kind of barely understood it. But I knew, boy, this is really rich and interesting. Mm -hmm. And I started getting books. And at the time, there was no one I, I really that was helping me too much. I, I was They didn't know that much about it and i didn't know whom to turn to but i was just sort of turned on i see it now it's a grace it was a grace mm -hmm. you know breaking into my life and then that started a, a process of god i think invading my life you know and becoming more and more important to me <laughs> another key text for me so aquinas is one but i read thomas merton's uh, seven story mountain his great story of conversion when i was about 16 maybe and um that was one of the great books of my life because it, you know, it's a story of this of this very interesting fellow, you know, falling in love with God. It was it was that process, and I think it it resonated with my own uh, process at that time. So that book was very important. And then when I got into college, I went to Notre Dame my first year. The idea of priesthood was in the back of my mind, but it sort of came to the fore during my first year in college. Then I then I joined the seminary the second year. Okay, so that's how it. 
That's how I got on this path. Wow, what a beautiful path. And and it's funny, it just takes that little nudge from the Holy Spirit. That, grace, and, yeah. and, and the openness to that grace, right? We know it's funny, there's a fellow here in town, a Dr. Tim Aximet, who is a classmate of mine uh, at Fenwick, right? And now he's a Mayo Clinic surgeon. Wow. And so we've reconnected here. And he, I saw him the other night, and he said, well, I was in that same classroom. It didn't have that effect on me. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, so it goes the order of grace. He got moved in, into uh, becoming a surgeon in the Mayo Clinic. How beautiful and rich and wonderful that is. And I, you know, I, was, I never liked the sciences that much. Well, I was turned on by this lecture. Mm. That's the way it goes in the order of grace, you know. But we were joking about that. We both were 14 years old. Well, and some of those folks that are listening right now and chuckling along with us, maybe they're being nudged by the Holy Spirit. Um, I, I know one of my mantras, and uh, one of, a colleague of mine once said, "We work hard, but we always leave enough room for the Holy Spirit." And and so so we we need to work hard. But I want those folks that are listening right now to think about maybe they are being nudged and being called by the Holy Spirit to go online to yourcatholicradiostation dot com, um, or use that web link or the app, or call in eight seven seven. Seven nine five zero one two two, so we can continue conversations like this with Bishop Barron. And it's funny because you you talk about um, uh, growing up Catholic and what we hear and and the different ways that strike us. And it, it reminded me that there's not a lot of sixteen year olds that are reading Aquinas and and Burton even um, and, and and digging into that. But then again, when we look to our Catholic schools, we find sometimes that's not just but. Uh, what I'll tell you is this. See, I, I came of age at the, in some ways, the worst part of that post-conciliar period where we had so dumbed down the faith and we had so de-emphasized the intellectual side. And um, that's why a lot of people my generation, frankly, disaffiliated because they had such an insubstantial presentation. I think we underplay what kids are capable of enormously. Look, it, when, when a kid is 16 in our culture, they're reading Shakespeare in English class, right? They're, they're doing um, high-level math and science. My nephew went to a public uh, high school in, near Chicago, uh, went to MIT, is now working at SpaceX. I mean, super bright kid. I asked him, I said, now, when you, your day one at MIT, did you feel ready? And he said, oh, yeah. Hmm. Well, kudos to his high school. But my point is, why wouldn't someone studying philosophy or religion feel the same kind of readiness? I'm going to start a serious graduate program in, in theology. Are you ready? And if we're, if we're feeding the kids pablum and we're just giving them little, you know, nicey-nicey uh, catechesis, well, that, why? Why would we say you can handle Shakespeare and Einstein, but you can't handle Aquinas? Mm. So, you know, not that I'm going to extrapolate from my experience to everybody, but I think we have seriously underestimated what kids are capable of. And to our detriment, it's been a, I'm on a soapbox now, it's been a pastoral disaster, the, dumb, the dumbing down of our faith. I've been saying that for 20 years. A pastoral disaster, because that's one reason for disaffiliation, is Absolutely. we've so dumbed it down. Right. right, and we see in the young families across Catholicism this desire for the tradition and this desire for the more depth, richness of what our are, faith. Right, too. and I, I put it that way, because you know, then we'll get into the wars about you know, pre-conciliar, post-conciliar, but I would say what you just said is, is right, that it's a hunger for... The richness of our of our great Catholic tradition, our, the aesthetic richness, the moral richness, and the intellectual richness, the good, the true, and the beautiful, all three. And we've cultivated those. That, that's one of the marks of Catholicism, that we're, we're not a dumbed-down religion. We're a beautiful religion. We haven't de-beautified ourselves. Though we took a shot at it, that's what I mean, after the council, we <laughs> mm -hmm. did. 
we not only dumbed it down, we debeautified it. And right. again, talk about pastoral disaster. Right. So right. that's the challenge of our time, I think. And the young people, in my experience, they respond to that. I read an article not that long ago, and it said, uh, what makes a, a speaker in any area compelling? It's not relevance. It's does that person know a lot? And is that person obviously passionate about it? Mm-hmm. And I thought, yeah, yeah, that's about right. Yeah, that's so if, if you say, look, I'm going to talk to kids about religion, that, that guy really knows a lot about religion, and yeah. he thinks it's darned important. Yeah. That's compelling. You know, it's beautiful. absolutely true. As a parent of many, uh, yeah. it's, not, well, it's not what I say, it's how I say it. Yeah. That really resonates with the children. And one of the things that we say, I mean, we, we here on the network, we, we provide a variety of programming, and it's not dumbed down. I mean, Jimmy Aiken can talk oh, Jimmy the is ver- a vernacular very smart when fellow he's on. Though, yeah. Right, yeah. right, indeed. And, but, he, you know, and, and, and you, Bishop, have a, have a gift for being able to... Um, talk with folks and, and being able to articulate it in such a way that we can grab onto it and improve our intellectual process. In fact, we air Word on Fire every Saturday here on the on the yeah, Real good, Presence Radio you. Network, and we've got a number of other things that you can hear, whether it's um, the, the things with Teresa Tamio and the news from a Catholic lens, or whether it's uh, many of the different programs, the Call to Communion program, and um, you know, we, we all need to hear it and, and nourish yeah. our, our, our Catholic faith and be challenged to dig a little bit deeper. Quite right. Yeah, quite right. We shouldn't be ashamed. We should be proud of our Catholic tradition and, and speak it with, uh, with boldness. And one of the ways that we can learn it and, and share it and hear it is through uh, the Real Presence Radio Network. And folks, you, I know there are many people listening that have gotten a couple of text messages from friends of mine while we've been on the air. Oh, so great that you get to be with Bishop Barron. So great to hear your voice on the air again. That's wonderful, but we do need your support because it does cost um, quite a bit. I mean, just to operate this radio station costs nearly a quarter of a million dollars a month, this network, this this entire network. And and that's that sounds like a lot of money when you think about it, And but it's a great investment in people's lives and people's souls because you never know who that next person is that's going to be inspired by the Holy Spirit, by, by that moment of grace that Bishop Barron had talked yeah. about that touches you. Um, so again, another thought that I, I remember, Bishop Barron, that I heard from you was that articulated and resonated when I was a catechist for me um, was your, your conversation about solidarity and subsidiarity. And mm. when I think about radio networks that are that are sharing EWTN, there's yeah. a bit of that, and it, and yet it's a tenant of our Catholic faith. We all need to be independently working and. and yeah. And you, would you like to talk about that a little bit? Well, those are two of the pillars of Catholic social teaching, right, along with the, the dignity of the human person and the common good. Those are the four great pillars. But subsidiarity, right, speaks to the local. And the thing should be handled as much as possible close to the ground. And that's, that's a principle I invoke all the time in my own leadership. Um, when trying to deal with a problem, keep it close to the ground. And only when it can't be resolved at that very local level, then you move to the next level up. You know, I'll give you an example. When I was a teacher at Mundelein many years ago, there was a kid there at the seminary who was unhappy with the liturgy, you know, Kel Surprise. Right? I mean, there's always people worried about the liturgy. <laughs> and so this guy wrote a letter to, at the time, Cardinal Ratzinger, who was mm-hmm. in charge of the Doctrine of the Faith, and to Mother Teresa. Right? <laughs> well, Cardinal Ratzinger never wrote back, but Mother Teresa did. Mother Teresa wrote back and said, thank you for your letter. I think you should take this up with the rector. And I thought, yes, that's a good instinct, Mother Teresa. <laughs> Don't jump to Mother Teresa. 
handle this problem at the local level. So there's subsidiarity, you know. <laughs> but it also means things like you start, you do it, you know. Hey, why aren't they doing something about right, this? Right. And, and this, you know, that story I've told a million times, but it's this uh, older priest friend of mine in Chicago. This is years ago, years ago. And I was complaining about, you know, we're not getting out there with the people and, uh, and Fulton Sheen, and we're not doing that anymore. And, <laughs> and his famous rejoinder to me, we're having lunch. He goes, well, what, what, are, what are you doing about it? Mm. Mm. Subsidiarity. What are you doing about it? And, and that was a, it was really, for me, a spur to, okay, maybe I really should be doing something about it. And we do need folks to do something about it. Each one of us has that call. Uh, we've got that call to be a part of the body of Christ by being present at Mass each week, by being not just physically present, but by being together with the uh, the other people and, and by being uh, spiritually present. And also we've got that call to to let our neighbor know a little bit about what's, nudge them in the right way. What's right? What's wrong? What's going on? And uh, we need to work on that together. And again, now is your time. This is not just an opportunity to talk with Bishop Robert Barron, but this is a time for us to hear and draw all of us together as a community um, and, and synergistically pull together and help this network continue its good works throughout the region um, by calling 877-795-0122, 877-795-0122, and make your donation. Make one from your heart. Some people say give until it feels good. I say give until you're a little uncomfortable, but, but take care of your family first and take care of everybody because that the joy that comes from your giving will be a great joy you can do so also on realpresenceradio.com um realpresenceradio.com devin don from mohall i think it's mohall north dakota it might be mole um but uh gave it came in with a donation thank you very much devin don on the web um giving that donation and then also mark and sheila from warsaw north dakota um the um the beautiful church in the middle of, uh, on the prairie there uh, in warsaw north dakota came in at the apostle level so I believe that we've got a little cel- celebration because of an apostle <laughs> donation, so <laughs> uh, which is a beautiful gift. They came in at that level, and you could too. The apostle level, your donation, $83 a month, $1,000 a year hmm. is a beautiful gift, so thank you so much to Mark and Sheila for that. Beautiful. Um, and then, uh, you know, I, I would love to hear the horns. If that's the t- horns for an apostle, I'd love to hear the <laughs> archangel horn at $5,000. So maybe there's someone out there who's in a position to support <laughs> this hour, and uh, we would love you to do so. 877-795-0122. As we can continue our conversation with Bishop Robert Barron. Um, I, 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 I want to say Bishop, I want to say Your Excellency. I, I, we, we've all gotten comfortable with just saying Bishop when, we, when we're talking with our local oh, bishops. And that's okay. so important to remember, too. When, if you had a desire um, for your... Um, you, you right now are connected over the air to many people here in this diocese that spread from the Winona Wall all the way yeah. out to Sioux South Falls. Dakota, yeah. um, and what what do you want them to know about our faith? What do you want them to know about you? Well, I'd say, I mean, my great pastoral goals this past year are simply vocations and evangelization. I've said we need priests, and that's true. I've, I've got an awful lot of priests in this diocese, wonderful men, but close to retirement. Many working past retirement age, you know, which is not not great. Um, I need priests. We have 20 great guys in the uh, college seminary level and major seminary, which is terrific for a diocese our size. Very good. 
But I've said I want to double it uh, if, if we're looking to the future. Mm-hmm. So I would say to people from my diocese listening, uh, vocations, vocations, vocations. The second thing is what we're all about, evangelization. Um, you know, people disaffiliating, especially young people. COVID happened, which was bad in every possible way. Mm-hmm. And one of the ways it's been really bad is it encouraged disaffiliation. I mean, I was out in California those years, and oh my gosh, I remember masses outside and mm. masses in parking lots, people in their cars, and you know, we we did all we could, but um, a lot of people left during that time. Mm-hmm. So we've got to get our own people back. Number one, we got to fill those pews up, mm-hmm. but we shouldn't be satisfied with that. Go preach the gospel to all nations, to everybody. I, I you know it's, it's interesting in canon law. I become a bishop of this diocese it doesn't say i'm the bishop of the catholics Mm. i'm the bishop of all the souls in this Mm. diocese everybody Mm. protestant catholic jewish non-believer uh we never evangelize aggressively of course but you know i i'm my job is to preach to all nations so i've said to people we all know somebody in our family and our circle of friends someone who's not coming to church and should be how about we make it our, our task this year to get them, get them back to church? Let's double our numbers. It wouldn't be that impossible. Mm-hmm. Double the numbers for next year, each person in church. And that's mom, dad, kids, get one person to come back to church. So vocations and evangelization, that's my message to <laughs> that's, folks in my diocese. And, and that's how we do it. We, we do it through realpresenceradio.com and 877-795-0122. We do, it, we do that evangelization, evangelization arm through networks like this, and you can do it positively through social media and things like that. But this helps in a particular way, and so we need you to be a part of it. We also want to um, acknowledge the gift of Mark and Sheila from Warsaw who offered their gift that uh, we had called in at the Apostle level earlier um, for their um, daughter, Sister Miriam, who they make their who will make her final profession oh, as a great. poor Claire on May thirteenth. Terrific! So vocations are growing. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's so great to hear that they they are growing. And and I know some of the uh, I've had the pleasure of meeting some of those twenty men that are in seminary here in the mm-hmm. in the diocese. And I and I'll never forget. Um, someone asked a, a local priest, and I. Th- I forget what parish it was, um, so I say I never forget. But um, <laughs> what what had, he could attribute to the new vocations that he had in his area, and he said it was the real presence of Christ and the ad- addition of adoration yep. in their in their local community. Hmm. And so it, it this kind of brings around. it back to our first point, doesn't it? That yeah. This Eucharistic Congress that you have that has been initiated, and all of these things that are coming together. And as we are looking at these last few minutes, we, we really want to. Um, hear any last thoughts that you have, Bishop, on what we can do to pull it all together in terms of the real presence of Christ, using network, Real Presence Radio Network, Word on Fire, all of the evangelization tools, and how can we most be called to that actual action? Well, I, I, one of the great unrealized dreams, I think, of Vatican II is the universal call to holiness, which they construed as the laity going out into the world to Christify it, mm-hmm. to sanctify it. We did, I think, by a bad instinct, say, no, it meant bringing more and more lay people into the sanctuary. And, you know, fine, as far as, I have nothing against that particularly, but it's not what Vatican II had in mind. They had in mind great Catholic lawyers, great Catholic politicians, great Catholic writers, great Catholic educators, great Catholic business leaders, great Catholic financiers. You know, 
is going out into the world and Christifying it. I think that's the most important thing for our lay people. You evangelize by your witness in in the world that God's given you. You know, we're here at the Co Cathedral of St. John the Evangelist in Rochester at the middle school. We're coming up on the top of the hour. We still have a great number of gifts to come in, so you can make your gift at eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two or realpresenceradio.com. We still have to raise a little bit uh, to make our goal, so please give your call now so we can uh, announce your goal this hour and so we can make our goal so we can continue to evangelize through the airwaves. We're grateful to be in Bishop Barron's presence here at the Co-Cathedral and we're grateful to have him as an example of great evangelization throughout the world. Our Real Presence Radio Network has been doing great evangelization, has been helping to uh, eliminate the dumbing down that we have seen in the past. The great programming that we have has wonderful catechetical content. We heard from a number of guests who have said that, you know, when they hear people calling in asking questions about the faith, that's their favorite part about listening to the Catholic radio. Uh, Real Presence Radio offers that, and, and many people are in their cars listening. And it's a great way for them to enrich their faith, to grow closer to Christ. It really is. And, and some of you may be picking up the subtle sounds of the, <laughs> the youth moving through the halls. We are coming to the end of the hour. The youth are going to their, their next classes. And they're leaving Mass. They're coming back from daily Mass, oh, I think. Th- yeah. there, there we go. So, yeah. I mean, it's so beautiful that they get to participate in that and pray for, for, pray for one another. You know, and, and if you were looking for an incentive, folks that are listening right now, if you were looking for an incentive to call in um, other than just simply supporting this mission and supporting the the great things that we've already talked about you know during this hour and the next uh, couple of hours between eight and ten if you're giving a, if you give a donation you'll be entered in to win a Bluetooth speaker so on those Bluetooth speakers you can listen to real presence radio and you can say hey Alexa Turn on Real Presence Radio. So this is a great gift. It's, uh, you know, it lasts for two hours, and you can have these. uh, We're going to give away six speakers, by the way. So don't think, oh, I can't give that away. And you might be thinking, why do I need that? When we're talking about this effort of evangelization, you, if you are not of a, per, of, of a mind that would necessarily use that technology, maybe it's to give it to uh, one of your children, your grandchildren, your niece and nephew, and really invite them. Bishop Barron, we are so grateful for your presence here this morning, and uh, we're grateful for the gift from another anonymous donor from Grand Forks. Thank you for coming in at the disciple level. But Bishop Barron, thank you for your time. And before we go, we would be remiss if we didn't ask a blessing from you. Sure. Well, thank you for having me on today, and and, uh, you know, blessings on this effort. It's very important. And I believe in this network, and it does great work. So anyone listening, please make the contribution. It it matters. And let me give you a blessing. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit come down upon everyone listening and remain forever and ever. Amen. 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 Thank you very much, Bishop Barron. God bless you both. There's still time to call in. 877-795-0122.